Shalom, shalom, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Shiurim in our Sefer Lakute Maharan. We continue in Torah Hey, the fifth teaching in Lakute Maharan, where we were exploring the ultimate responsibility of every person. Every person needs to say, Bishvili Nivra Ha'olam, the whole world was only created for my sake. However, upon saying the statement, one cannot, God forbid, jump into a level of false pride or ego, but rather, says Rabbi Nachman, that this statement is the ultimate expression of responsibility for the world. If the world was created for me, then it's my obligation to make its fixing. Part of that obligation, says Rabbi Nachman, is prayer. We have to not only recognize the lackings in the world and then work to fix those, but also to pray for them. We were exploring how there are different types of prayer depending on whether this is before or after what's known as a gzar din, a divine decree from on high. And we left off exploring how do we know that? How do we know if we are before or after this gzar din? And part of it has to do with our level of simcha shel mitzvah. When you do a mitzvah, are we super happy to the level of not expecting special blessings to come our way if we do a mitzvah, not expecting even our olam haba, our next world to grow, but simply the desire to have another mitzvah from each mitzvah that it is that we do. Let's continue in our Torah. Here we go. This is the difference between the prophecy of Moses, of Moshe Rabbeinu, and all other prophets. Shepersh Rashi, as Rashi explains, And Moshe spoke to the heads of the tribes, and he said, This is the thing that Hashem commanded. Perish Rashi, Rashi explains on this verse, Says Rashi, all prophets prophesize with these words, Koi Amar Hashem. Chaf Hey, Ko. Thus, these are the words of Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu said the words, Zedavar. This is the thing that Hashem wanted. And Rashi draws a difference between Ko and Davar. Rashi's telling us that Zeha Davar is an added level of prophecy, a higher level, more specificity. Kibachinas Koi, because this aspect of Ko, who aspaklaria she'eno me'ira, is like a mirror or a glass that has no illumination. If you're in a room that has a mirror and there are no lights on, you're looking at this mirror, you can get glimpses of the mirror, glimpses of yourself, glimpses of what's happening here and there, depending on the level of the moon, depending on light that comes from other rooms in the house, but that super clarity you will not have. V'zeha davar, and this aspect of this is the thing, this is the concept of a mirror or a glass that is illuminated. When you're in a room and the lights are on and you have a mirror, you can see very clearly all of the reflections therein. These two types of prophecy, the ko and the davar, they both exist in our service to God. There is a person who does a mitzvah in order for the reward in the world to come. And he doesn't benefit from the mitzvah itself at all. If it weren't for the reward of the world to come, he wouldn't have done that mitzvah at all. This is the level of ko, thus, in one's avodas Hashem. There's a glass, there's a mirror, we can see it, but the super clarity is not there. 
It's like a person who sees something from far away. This is a person who sees something far away, does a mitzvah now, because there's something far away that can help then. The obvious then being Olam Haba, the next world. Tehillim Kapitel Kuf Chaf Vav, chapter 126, says as follows, the sixth verse. Haluch yelech uvachoy, noise meshech hazora, bo yavoy verina, noise alumoisav. Meaning he walks in tears and he carries his measure of seeds and he will return in joyous song, bearing of his sheaves. King David here is letting us know that if we work hard in sweat and tears, we will be rewarded in the end. Continuing in the Kutim Maharan, the Shilum Sachar Nikra Bashem Navi. The payment of any reward is called Navi. How do we know that a payment of reward is called profit? When you look at the first letters of those four words in that verse, Yavo Verina Nose Alumosav, we see the hint. We have a Nun, we have a Bez, we have a Yud, and we have an Aleph. That spells Navi or profit. So now that Rabbi Nachman has established reward as connected to Navi, to prophecy, let's continue. The following Pasik hints at this idea of payment for reward. When a person is traveling with tears, holding his bag of seeds, meaning he is challenged or pained by these mitzvahs, then after this pain, this person will come with joyous song, carrying those bundles. Sheismach la'asid, that he will be happy in the future. Kishiyakabel schara mitzvos, because that's when he will receive the reward for those mitzvos. Roshi tevel shoyavo verina noise elu moisav. What are the first letters of this verse? As we said, Roshi tevos navi. The first letter of each of those words in the pasuk spell prophet. However, the prophet who prophesies with this level of zehadavar, this is the thing. It doesn't want any of these rewards for their mitzvot. Rather, desires the commandment itself. That this person gets so much joy from the performance of the mitzvah itself until the point where he totally pushes off, does not want at all, almost feels it's disgusting to receive a reward for this mitzvah. And he finds that olam haba, this next level of reward, can be found in the mitzvah itself. navi, and this is the concept of prophets. Hainu shilom sachar, namely paying a reward. Bevechinas, which is the concept of zehadavar, this higher level of prophecy. Bevechinas aspaklaria hameira, which is the concept of an illuminated mirror or glass. Kamo adam haroye davar mikarov bereia yafa this is just like a person who sees something from very close with crystal clarity. And so too, he enjoys this mitzvah for itself and the reward is right there in front of his eyes. And whoever is able to reach this exalted level, who Yachal Leda Ben Koidim Gazardin La Achag Zadin? 
When a person does a mitzvah with this tremendous level of joy, until he reaches this level of, I don't want any schar, I don't want any reward, except for the reward which comes from the mitzvah itself, I don't want the next world, I want another mitzvah. When you reach this level, that person has the clarity of knowledge to know the difference between whether it's before a gzardin, a divine decree, or after a gzardin. And as we learned earlier, this knowledge sets us up for how to best proceed in order to make that ultimate fixing of the world. Because the mitzvos are one complete construction. And they give life to all constructions. Whether this is the construction that Hashem made of people. Whether this is the construction that Hashem made of the world. Whether this was the construction that Hashem made of time. Because the world, time, and people... All of these creations receive their life force from mitzvos, like we see in the Pasuk, that all of his work is done with faith. And also, all of your mitzvos are faith. Everything that Hashem did is emuna. The reason why we do mitzvos is because of emuna. Hashem is in simple unity with the mitzvot. Hashem and the mitzvot cannot be separated. When an action for Hashem is done appropriately and in its right order, meaning when the Jewish people are involved in mitzvot, Azai, then, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hashem himself gladdens and takes delight in them, in those mitzvos. Kamosha Kasev, like the Pasuk says, Yismach Hashem b'ma'asav. Happy is God in his actions. This is like a worker that makes a particular vessel. And this is a beautiful vessel that this worker made. Azai, then, who misanigba, the worker or the artist, if you will, takes incredible delight in his creation. And the joy of God himself is clothed in the mitzvos because they are one with him, meaning God and the mitzvos are one in the same. When a person does a mitzvah with incredible joy of the mitzvah itself, nimsa. When a person is able to reach this holy level of simcha shel mitzvah for the mitzvah itself, so then that person, by definition, enters into the simcha kadosh baruch the joy of God, God level of joy. This is not human level of joy. You're able to step into the God level of joy. God has no bounds. We talk about joy in this world. There are obviously levels of joy. There's, yay, I just got a candy bar. There's, yay, I just got a new car. There's, yay, I just got a promotion in life. There's, yay, I just got married. There's, yay, I just had a child. These are incredible things, and there's an ascending level. There's also something called God joy. When we're able to tap into the godly joy, that's the next level. There are no limitations when it comes to God. And Rabbi Nachman brings the proof text that Yisrael, the Jewish people, rejoice in his maker. Meaning we're literally rejoicing in God. What does that mean? In this level of godly joy, godly happiness. When we do mitzvos basimcha, it's not simply that I'm going to be happy because my rabbi will be proud or my mother will be proud or my children will see me doing mitzvos. And don't get me wrong, these things are great and important and you should bring nachas to everyone you know. 
The next level is that when you do a mitzvah b'simcha me'atzma, for the joy of the mitzvah itself, then you step into this next level God joy, where there are no limitations on the levels of happiness that we can reach. Please, God, we should be able to find the Simcha Shel Mitzvah, that ultimate joy, to connect with the Abishter, with the Almighty. And I look forward to continuing this Torah with everyone wishing you a beautiful day.